Hello, Annie Trenders! Welcome to another episode of the Anime Trending Podcast. I am your host, as fabulous as always, James, and today we are featuring two guests. So why don't we have a brief round of introductions, starting with our less frequent attendee. Hello, my name is Agnes. I am an editor for Anime Trending, a former member of this podcast and now a current member on Girl Taku. Yeah, and our other guest? I uh, forgot my name, but I don't know if I'm a guest because I see on my computer that there's about 20 recordings <laughs> from this podcast, and it says Nico. Uh, I think it's Nico. I lost my memories. F- fell down the groundhog den and just bonked your noggin. Just forgot. Too, too uh, many bonks on the head. I forgot everything. Too many bonks on the head. Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's Nick, everybody. You all know Nick. Yeah, I should probably just call it, should just call you a regular recording member. I don't know why I called you a guest. Um, do you not want to be treated fancy like a guest? Uh, I don't know how I want to be treated right now after how I got treated by this last anime I watched. Ouch! <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. So, uh, it's pretty funny though, because each time we do kind of a... <laughs> each time we do like a series analysis that's a little weird we managed to to grab agnes for it because the last time you were here was for star wars visions i believe that bonus episode that's correct all right excellent so uh with that we are going to get into actually though before we start talking about tonight's topic we get to do a chart check we get to do our first chart check of this um, how do i how do i get super specific and banal about it um this is the first chart check for the fall 2021 season that we are doing on the Anime Trending Podcast, which is a very long way of saying uh, that the chart for, this is the second chart of the season, but this is the first one that we're going over on the podcast because we were on break last week. So without further ado, why don't we get into our top 10? So... Number one, we have Mushoku Tensei Jobless Reincarnation Part 2. In second place, we have Takt OP Destiny. Uh, In third place, we have 8686 Season 2. In fourth place, we have Komi Can't Communicate. In fifth place, we have Miyoko-chan. In sixth place, we have The World's Finest Assassin Gets Reincarnated in Another World as an Aristocrat. In 7th place, we have Platinum End. In 8th place, we have My Senpai is Annoying. In ninth place, we have Blue Period. And in 10th place, we have The Faraway Paladin. And then I'll extend it just a little bit longer so we can talk about the uh, some of the other shows that we enjoy. 11th place is Banished from the Heroes Party. I decided to live a quiet life in the countryside. 12th place is Ranking of Kings. And 13th place is Taisho Otome Fairy Tale. So, what do y'all think about the top ten list so far? From our list, did, did anyone watch Ranking of Kings? Because I feel like I've heard a lot about that in the last couple of days. So, like, I feel like that's coming up. Um, from the top, from the top shows. So, yeah, the top three between Jobless Reincarnation Part Two, eighty six season two. Um, we have basically two sequels. Um, Tacked up. I think was probably like the most one of the most anticipated ones this season so it kind of makes sense that it's all the way up here um it held the number one slot last week as well um and then also going down Komi Komi can't 
Kate was the um it was the number four slot two weeks in a row so I, I wonder if like these top four are just really consistent if you know what I mean like if this is just going to be like our top four bucket for this season um but then these other ones I think have room to kind of grow and um change around um interesting though like I think from number ninth with blue period the fact that like Blue Period is coming out on Netflix with like two episode batches. Is this, um, has the second batch come out yet? Or is it just like the first two episodes only available right now? I could not tell you for the life of me. I'm looking at this list and I have watched, uh, out of all the ones that I've listed, I've watched three of them. Okay. Cause uh, I have been, I've been very bad at catching up seasonally. Gracie would have the answer for you, but she's not here tonight mm-hmm. or today. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll have to double check that because it would be kind of interesting to see if like those Netflix shows that end up having those batches had like these giant bumps on like the weeks where you get all of the episodes out. Um, Cause like, if Blue Period dropped three spots from last week, that could have been just because there wasn't really interest, new interest in the show for the week. Um, mm-hmm. Because unless like regular um, like anime fans are just like gobble gobble gobble, like give me more, and then just continues on from there. Um, yeah, I, I I'm I'm not sure. I know uh, Comic Can Communicate's been an interesting spot because I think for I think Netflix got it, and it's coming out like every two weeks. It's super weird. Mm-hmm. um yeah it's like another one where it's like they're they're got the different um different distribution periods i know comey can't communicate there has been a bunch of clips that have made the rounds on social media um there's just a lot of really funny clips that have been sent um out of context and so i've I've kind of enjoyed watching that on there and it's been giving me enough um like interest into into rewatching, um getting into the oh, show yeah I I mean I liked reading the Komi manga and I'm st- I'm still kind of up to date on it and so I I need to start watching it. It's just I've been too busy watching a different show, which is the one that we'll be talking about today. Um, <laughs> but while we're still on the chart, uh, it's a bummer that like most of the ones that I'm watching have all like dropped a rank. Um, you know, Taktopi Destiny, um, the Faraway Paladin. I'm actually really enjoying, and then um. Taisho told my fairy tale, also very sweet. But yeah, Ranking of Kings jumped eight places. It's wild. I think we can attribute that to a lot of our content creators talking a lot about Ranking of Kings and also our Anibites on it. So really well done for them to push the show up because I think it has a lot of potential to be probably among the top ten. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping that it continues its, its meteoric rise. Uh, that being said, I still need to watch it. Uh, I'll get soon. Yeah, I'll, I'll get caught yeah. up on this week. I think that's my that's my homework for this. I week. think the more kind of slice of life shows or shows that are a little bit on the slower side only go down in ranking because nothing's super shocking currently. Yeah, like Faraway Paladin has reached a point where there's a kind of a reveal that happens, but it's not very exciting per se. Like it doesn't <laughs> pack a punch. Like halfway through the episode, it's kind of a weird cliffhanger. And then I think Banish from the Heroes Party is still very slow. It, it's that's just, the thing you know. is it's it's literally <laughs> one of those slow life shows. It's the yeah, whole it's point one of those like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but I think it's fine that the way it is, because they hit some more interesting parts that I didn't think would come out from this show. So I'm kind of grateful for that. 
Blue Period, I think, I only watched episode one, but from what I understood from the Facebook and Twitter posts, it's entered a very strange period, uh, period, where <laughs> the protagonist has to figure out his priorities for uh, art school. Uh, and he's still in that zone of like trying to go against his parents' expectations, but also trying to make enough art pieces to go to actually apply into his art school of choice. So it's a little bit of a stagnation. And then I don't know why Platinum End is still here. Yeah, why, I don't oh understand why. Why does this exist? I, I completely I, skipped over it because I, I couldn't even. With Platinum this End, the character design on the little thumbnail reminds me of Inuyashiki. And it does, yeah. I could definitely see that, yeah. I don't know. I have and not a like the good character for me. You know, she could... <laughs> yeah, not a good character. I have a friend who's been keeping up with Platinum End just because he tends to keep up with the more popular shows and he heard it's done by the mangaka of Death Note. And he said, yeah, you know, I don't really understand what's going on. Nothing makes sense. And I'm like, okay, great. I don't have to watch it. <laughs> I, I watched the first episode. So if, if I were to like kind of explain the... like. It makes no sense, even with the order of events that they kind of present with the show. Um, so the short end of it is that you're introduced to a guy who's about to jump off a, a building and you're like, oh, wow, that's kind of sad. And he's just like, oh, life is meaningless. My life is over. He jumps. Uh, he gets saved by an angel. And then in the backstory is he's just like, please, just just drop me, Angel. I don't want this anymore. And the Angel's like, Why what? won't you let me die? Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> is it really that bad? And he's just and the Angel's just like, Yeah, love, dude, Lamau, your whole your whole family died. And you're like, wait, what? And uh you got raised like Harry Potter style by your aunt and uncle. And I'm like, Oh, that's a uh, pretty tragic, pretty awful. And they're like, Oh yeah, also your aunt and uncle did murder your whole family. And I was like, wait, what? And also they died from a car bomb in the car um so now and I, so like it, it basically presents like three different layers of like oh wow this is like edge oh this is really edgier this is really edgier and then the angel's like you know let's just let's just kill your aunt and uncle and so he just does with the heaven power that he gets to make them guilty enough to do that but then also like he he could just use his other alternate heaven power which functions kind of like an angel gun which would just kill them rather than just make them guilty enough to die like it's just it it makes no sense, and then you kind of left with, oh yeah, by the way, you're entering a battle royale tournament where you're gonna become god if you win. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> like, it's just. I feel like the Death Note mangaka has been out of the loop for a little while. It just started throwing in a bunch of tropes that they started seeing in the current era of anime. I don't know because that sounds like a very convoluted premise. It's it's that's just yeah. the first episode. Like I know Gracie has told that's me just the first episode. <laughs> yeah, like, come on. Episode. It's one of the worst first episodes I've ever watched. So like I could not bring my myself to watch episode two i know gracie says like the first episode's really bad and i'm sure the, the more compelling stuff is like onwards because i guess the whole point is that it, it's like a battle royale but they give the character like almost like they're giving him a death note and also like it's it makes no sense but from here's from here, i guess like they level. have to i guess they have to present stakes for the character to make him feel like he is needed in the battle royale or he has like no other choice I, I guess, but he, like, already just got his revenge, like, like in that yeah, I think that's the episode. Like, I think that's the point, is that you're not, you're supposed to come into this battle royale with no attachments. I guess. I do like, though, I do like the angel side character, because she's just like, you know what would solve your problems? Just kill them! And it's just like, just it's murder. like I have, like, a little tiny elf on my shoulder that's just whispering me to, like, 
commit acts of murder and i'm just like well it's like really dark <laughs> you mean bro. like an elf on the shelf yeah like an elf on a shelf that's just like telling you to do like the worst possible thing in every moment yeah um i don't need an elf on my shelf to tell me that i just make those decisions anyways mm-hmm. as, what as, a for mood. Sh- as for shows that i actually enjoy that are way out of the rankings i love hey story um that's ranked 24th people should watch that show it's incredible. watch the show and vote for it you monsters it's, it's so good it's th- the best show that's this season um also, I was kind of laughing because I was scrolling to just see how far down our rankings go because like, I'm very bad at keeping track. And I was like, rest in peace, Loop on the Third Part 6, I, I, down at 36. Yikes. I love Loop on the Third Part 6. The problem is that it is like virtually impossible to find because it's on high dive. Uh, I think it's a distribution Well, now, now our listeners know where it is. Yeah, it's on high dive. Please watch it there. It's on high dive. Uh, I don't... Yeah, you have to get a high dive subscription, so you have to pay money just to watch the Loop on um i money well spent it's it is it is well spent i just I'm, I, I feel like it's just unfortunate just because of the distribution method um it's it is how do i i remember seeing like a tweet or something a long time ago ages ago and it's still relevant today which is like remember when netflix said they were going to take care of us having to like pay for like 30 different channels and now every company has their own streaming service so we're right back where we started pretty much yeah, that's about yeah. right <laughs> um so, which is unfortunate. I was listening, actually, though, to all of the Lupin openings because they, they tweak it every single time. And I got to say, I really like the part six arrangement with the uh, with the melody being given to like this really nice electric guitar. Mm. Um, and it, it's cool because it's like the same groups that do the opening for Lupin. And you can tell, like, they, they manage to keep it fresh every time. Like, you'd think you could get sick of listening to a playlist that is just all six parts openings over and over and over again where there's enough difference in every single one that you're like this is great so that's what i spent one of my plane rides this past weekend um listening to was just loop on over and over and over again pretty well anyway yes good shows good shows doing good things it is an absolute crime that Tawawa on Monday and Gambare Doki-chan are above the Heike story. That, that's just not allowed to happen. How dare. Like, anyway. So, having having said all that, I realized we had so many fantastic transitions to our main topic during our conversation about the chart, but now that we're actually there for our main topic, we do not have a smooth transition. What uh, which I think is hilarious. Today? today, we are talking about Fina, Pirate Princess which is a show that all of us have watched, which is why I've gathered you here today. So we can talk about that show. I'm glad you gathered me today because if you gathered me yesterday, I would not have watched it because I watched all 12 episodes in 24 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. This conversation only came up because I started reacting to it. I was watching it over the weekend. I was like, the show went from decent to what the hell just happened yeah so before we get into kind of our opinions on it why don't i give just because i've got the uh the information and like staff pages up kind of a quick rundown of the show uh it is about a girl named fena and a bunch of ninjas that she hangs out with and they go on a road trip in a boat i guess it's an ocean trip um it's it's really hard to describe because the the summary is is 
you can't do like a one sentence summary for this show because of what happens in like the last three episodes. They're, they're trying to um, like find the mystery because like there's some sort of like thing that she's looking for because of her memories as a child. Yeah, there's a mystery that needs to be solved and and Scooby and the gang go to solve it. Um mm-hmm. anyway, the the reason why I watched it uh is because the director and original creator of Fina is the same as one of my personal favorite shows, Be the Beginning. It's uh Nakazawa Kazuto uh directed it <laughs> directed it and is also the original creator as well as did some like character designs for both for both shows um and also as you know uh, animation director and and storyboarding and everything like that um yes nick i can see the text <laughs> i am the only be- i am the only be the beginning fan he takes and i've got the ba- i've got the baseball that. cap to prove and, and it's true yeah he got rewarded um from the producer uh maki terashima herself so yeah, recognize well, Maki Terashima Furada is not just a producer; she is the president of Production IG USA. Yeah. So, do you want do you want to like do a small tangent on this? Because like I think this yes. story is really funny. Yeah, I don't know why Nick thinks it's so f- well. I guess it, it is, is kind of it amazing. is funny. No, I I think it's hilarious. Um, so I watched Be the Beginning with some friends. Nick was amongst them. We kind of watched it week to week. We had a good time. I just really, really liked the show, like, a lot. I think it was a combination of, like, music and characters and setting. Um, you'll notice ne- that, like, story isn't necessarily there. I think the story was was good. It was pretty solid mm-hmm. um, and understandable for season one. Um, but, like, the character designs I really liked and the music was great and, and the char- you know, and the settings and everything like that. I thought it was a really neat world that it took place in. Uh, and so I kind of developed a fondness for it that none of my friends shared, which made me even more inspired to really like the show. Um, <laughs> and so at AX 2019, I think it was, mm-hmm. um, mm. we went to the production IG panel um, and they had a bunch of the cat, like the English dub cast from Be The Beginning come out and they talked about it and a bunch of other stuff like that. And apparently... And Maki Terashima Furada was there kind of hosting it. And apparently she had tweeted like a day or two earlier, like, hey, if anybody comes in Be the Beginning cosplay, they'll get a prize. And I didn't see that tweet because I didn't follow her on Twitter at that point. Um, and so, but like, she talked about it and nobody, could, like, this is a panel with like 300 people in it. Yeah, it's like a full AX exhibit hall full of people. Yeah. And not one person. Um did a cosplay from the show and i was like that's a huge bummer and the prize was pretty neat too because it wasn't just like a hat it was a hat that had been signed by the cast yeah and, and like um, she came out to the mic be like yeah because oh it was like a part segment of the panel be like uh before we yeah. begin does it did anyone bring their cosplay and like no one stands no up one in the exhibit hall. and i was like that's a huge bummer because yeah. i like the show and having like nobody stand up doesn't bode well for like audience interest in that chunk of the mm-hmm. panel and so i was like you know what i'll i'll make up for this somehow and so when i heard uh that uh Maki was was going to go to um like the or was it like 2019 no crunchyroll expo it was, it was crunchyroll oh, expo got it, yeah um and because this chrono- chronologically after ax yeah yeah uh i was like you know what 
I'll go in a cosplay and I'll dress up uh, because I already had like 90% of the pieces for the character that I cosplayed as a guy named Laika. Because mm-hmm. uh, it's like, all right, wear a white dress shirt and black slacks and dress shoes and a blue vest and a bowler hat and put on this weird looking wig. Not a very hard thing to do. I already owned all of that, um, except for the vest. I had to order the vest. Um, but I went to the production IG panel at Crunchyroll Expo, which like nobody, like 40 people. And I sat in like the center of the block, just like there to listen and be present, I guess. But like, didn't say anything, didn't gesture anything. And then, um, it was, oh gosh. I, uh, oh no. Okay. So here's the thing that was, um, I've screwed up my chronology. The first thing was an AX 2018. And I know that because at 2019, what I, what I ended up doing was taking a picture with, uh, Ms. Tedashima Furada at the, at the panel. And she like sent and she like put it on her Twitter and she sent it to the other producers in Japan of just like, Hey, people are cosplaying the show. <laughs> then, then in 2019, I remember this now, this is 2019 because the musical guest, one of the musical guests was Yoshihiro Ike who did the, soundtrack for be the beginning and i said you know what there's gonna be a panel i'm gonna dress up like my uh like my like my person again because it's not hard uh and i went to a different production ig panel and that's when i got the hat because i uh encountered um it, it was like a in in the, at the interview for yoshihiro ike in my cosplay because yeah. i'm stupid uh and she's like come to the come to the she's like come to the panel later and i'll give you i'll give you something and i was like cool and so then i got a be the beginning hat which i like a lot and it, i'm torn because i want to wear it all the time but i also know that wearing it all the time gets it like dirty and worn out and faded so so it was it was a calculated move <laughs> truly i mean what's the point if you don't wear it that that's fair um i i have one otherwise it a fair it just amount. becomes like a museum relic and there's no point and just letting it yeah. sit there. Wear it with pride, James. Come on. Yeah. I, I do. I just, the last time that I wore it, I ended up going somewhere really dusty. And so oh. I was like, hmm, maybe I should pay more attention to where I'm going before I grab my hat. That's uh, fair. So, yeah. But yeah, that is my story of Be the Beginning. And that's part of the reason why I watched Fina Pirate Princess is because it's the same, uh, same kind of original brains behind it. And why did you two watch this? Uh, I watched it because it had interesting visuals, and I was a little bit curious on a new Crunchyroll original. Clearly, I shouldn't have had my hopes that high, but at the same time, I kind of just wanted something to just zone out to while I eat, so I just picked it up, and I was like, all right, here we go. Yeah. Uh, What about you, Nico? I I watched it based on your reactions. Oh, my God. My life's tweeting in the the chat. I had an idea of, like, oh, this is what this show is about when I saw just the key art and, like, the name. And then it was a completely different idea of what it actually was since I watched it the last 24 hours. Oh, (laughs) yeah. They went way too slow at the beginning, and then they they somehow decided that they needed to sprint to the end. I was like, all right, <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah, I think the the biggest issue is, like, pacing. Absolutely. And, uh, and I'm going to say world building as well, and that, I'll do some compare contrast later. Um, but I wanted to talk about a couple things that stood out to me because I'm looking at the staff list, which, uh, I, I you know, I was doing this originally to confirm that might be the beginning comparison staff-wise was going to be correct, but then I was looking at the the staff and cast for... Uh, Fina is like, wait, 
Yuki Kajiyota did the music for this show. Yeah, you didn't hear it <laughs> in the, I, the I, whole. Anime. <laughs> you I I don't. I I guess I didn't. I'm not entirely sure why I didn't. I think it's because I associate her music so closely with the Fate series. But mm. like, if it's not Fate, then I'm not paying attention. Actually, you know, I remember because Kwakwa and I were watching the opening screener for Fina, and while we were writing, I think our first impressions of it, and he also remarked to me that. You could barely tell that it's Yuki Kaijira. Like, you can tell with the certain overtones in the choir music and the certain beats that come with it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's nothing remarkable. It doesn't feel like a piece from Yuki Kaijira that you would instantly recognize from a movie like Garden of Sinners or Fate Zero. Yeah, like, I think, yeah, I think you're right. Because, like, I was thinking, I was like, man, that's some good choir music when it was going. I was like, <laughs> but I was like, wait, oh. does, does she have a monopoly on, on that technique? On choirs, yeah. Yeah, uh, she does. I think it was probably, like, episode 10 where I was, I saw the credit. And I was like, oh, that makes so much sense. Because I was thinking, I was like, wow, this OST is actually pretty interesting. Like, I thought it was a pretty fun listening to it. Um, that's what I, was I think my brain spent too much time trying to piece together the world and plot to pay too much attention to the music, which I suppose. I gave up I, halfway. <laughs> I gave yeah. up halfway. I, I was very much trying to be like, where's the show going? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wasted, wasted mental energy. <laughs> I will say though that the opening for Fina was actually pretty banger. Done I, by I, Juna. It was a great their, song. Yeah, it's great. Their, Juna, I believe, is the same singer or band group that singer. did the so- opening song for Ancient Magus Bride. Yes. Which yes. that the the opening for Ancient Magus Bride season one continues yes, to slap yeah. to this day. It's so oh. good. Yeah, they're all um, they're all good stuff, yeah. Yeah, her, her her music every t- she's done a couple anime openings at this point and all of them have been very very solid. I think when compared to the Ancient Magus's Bride, that opening is still I think the best one she's done. Uh which it, it, it you know, it's very much like new I think that was also like the first one she'd done. So it was like new new artist out and then you know, the next you it's like a new band where it's like oh the second album doesn't doesn't hit as well as the first and it usually takes a while um to to get back those like high peaks uh but still a very solid opening um and that you could also definitely tell was her yeah yeah you can tell she's got a distinctive voice i agree um other things on the staff i was very happy i've gotten a lot better at identifying voice actors now i know that was something that medi is really good at is he'll listen to like a 30 second clip of a character talking be like oh i know who that is if it's somebody in his like mental database of of Seiyu, and I am not that person, so being able to recognize like Awayuki and Takahiro Sakadai and Maya Sakamoto, like big names, mind you, but I'm usually garbage at it. So being able to recognize everybody, and also my boy Nakata Joji, oh, I'm I'm so happy. Even though he got like the most bit part of all bit parts, and was one of the few characters to actually die. <laughs> Which character did he play? He's the ship's captain. He's like oh, the, the Abel? yeah no no. He's the short fat dude that actually runs the ship, as opposed to Abel, who's the fancy prince character that is oh, higher ranking but doesn't know how boats work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, I understand now. Yeah, um, I love, I love him. I hope he never listens to this. I doubt he ever would, but like, anyway. Uh, so that's kind of it as far as like, ooh, characters are recognized. This is good. Good, good, good. All right. So uh, good things about the show. 
Visually, it's uh, the opening treat. we like. Yeah, like the the opening's yeah. A visually, it's good. I, I yeah, that's like I think very pretty. Watching the show gives me the the only thing I'm gonna take away from this is like if the staff is gonna work on Uzumaki, I have full faith in what they'll do um, because yeah. they cannot mess that story up. It's already like laid out. The story's <laughs> already there. <laughs> you already have a story. Um, Visually, it's, yeah. it's a treat. I think it's 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 absolutely fun. wonderful to look at. The character designs, I think, are really creative. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're also very recognizable. Um, you know, very which is good in terms of like you know iconic characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think where this show fails is story, and then I also want to say world building. Mm-hmm. For world building, I want to add that the background designs for world building is very nice, but the establishment of how they fit in the timeline and what role they play in the story is very confusing. Because a lot of the times, the backgrounds for these towns and islands that they stop by, you can definitely tell that there's a lot of Mediterranean influence or, you know, it's something that's straight out of Dresden. So it feels really nice to look at these places and think to yourself, wow, these were actual places or at least reimagined places that would have existed during that time period of late 1400s early 1500s yeah that's that's the big thing for for me was like it was a combination of where are we and when are we because we aren't given like a firm calendar date which would be fine if we were in like a fantasy setting like it'd be the beginning it's it's here is an island city state somewhere in the mediterranean and there's no extra detail given Mm -hmm. so you're like okay cool it's our world but it's a fictional like place in our world. That's fine. So they did introduce Fina as a fictional world from the start, but just grabbing a bunch of names from real life. But that makes it too real. But then they used a real globe. It was like kind of the other thing. It was like she's... yeah, they're like ah, we're going to Germany now, and now we're going <laughs> to go like, to no. France. Yeah, they like kind of just transition to that without like a sense of time and scale, especially when it's like naval. It's all. It's all like naval transport it's all jumbled it's, all over the place it, it would and take like a long period of time so there's kind of like a lot of stuff that's kind of going on behind the scenes that were just not shown yeah i think for me what got frustrating about it is because the show also starts on like here is a random island in the mediterranean i'm like okay cool we're starting with something familiar and i was like i can get behind this i can get behind fictional island in the mediterranean like we'll just call it the mediterranean or wherever we are and that'll, you know, when we're sailing the high seas or whatever. But then we actually start name dropping real countries and like real locations. And that's when, that's when it starts getting hard for me to, to reconcile the, the, the fiction with, with what they are pulling from reality. Cause they're aggressively pulling from reality. Yeah. I, I definitely recognize that as well. The moment they name drop, <laughs> this is going to be, a, this is going to contain a lot. This podcast is going to contain a lot of spoilers. So, so many spoilers, people, but because I cannot name drop these without <laughs> having to say that. So when they name drop Joan of Arc, I said, that's it. This is where I yeah, draw I the like, line of me not enjoying this show. I'm going to turn off my brain and just let mm-hmm. it go by. Because <laughs> at this yeah. point, the number, the sheer number of names that they drop and the sheer amount of connection points that they're trying to gather makes no sense whatsoever. I read up a little bit earlier because I didn't know I didn't remember this when I first started watching Fina because it was a weird gap where I watched it and then dropped off and then I picked it up again. Apparently, the island that Fina was imprisoned on was a colonial island, so that makes sense. It was colonized by the 
quote-unquote Brits of this movie, but the island is called Shangri-La, and I'm like, Shangri-La? Really? That's right, because that's not real. It's a fantasy land of, of, of physical delights, bodily pleasures. Like, is it literally because they could not call it Hong Kong for, like, political reasons or something? No, I think it's just because they wanted something mythical, something that was a little bit out of this world. Because then they start Mm -hmm. connecting a lot of biblical religious themes by the end of the series. And I'm like, all right, they're just pulling out of their asses. Because, like, from the first episode to the second episode, it was like, uh, Fena escapes with her two, like, the old, her two companions who are old people. They get on a, they get on, like, a tiny boat. That's tiny raft a, a tiny raft basically to escape the island and then they just ended up in japan and i was like wait how I mean, yeah no, they, they arrive on another mysterious island in the middle of the mediterranean yeah, exactly. it had to be like <laughs> no so the way that it works i think in the anime is that the the samurai have like We're their shipwrecked. own like, mystical no not shipwreck per se but they have their own little mystical island that just floats around is that really what ha- did I miss that? Like, yeah, that's like in episode I think three or four they explain that. And like you can that. see how They're the like, island yeah. kind of like shifts a bit in the episode, indicating that uh, it's just kind of like a floating island. I like totally missed that detail. Okay, because if that samurai island was actually a permanent place in the Mediterranean, the Brits are going to find it before even before yeah. any of this happened. It would have destroyed the island already. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah. don't believe that, and especially the fact that the show really highlights that they got around with the submarine like okay Japanese. the submarine got me I, so superiority. Mad. I, I, I was like look they have a smart character they have metal they they did it okay they're just they're just light yeah, that was me too else. i was like all right that was like that if that's like the most egregious thing then like i think that the writing is okay then at that point but it, but it's not it's like yeah. the most <laughs> mild thing i could even think of yeah at that point i was thinking to myself well, it's not seven leagues. Uh, ten was it ten ten thousand leagues? Ten thousand leagues under yeah, twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Twenty thousand leagues under the sea. Like yeah, no, it's, 20, I think it's twenty thousand. Twenty yeah. yeah. At that point, I didn't even care anymore. <laughs> that that's the thing is when I saw the submarine, I was like, okay, we're going full fantasy here because at the time, this is before any of like the real life introduction. So we start on like, welcome to 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 Shangri La, the island of pleasure. Uh, we're going to escape. We're going to go to the floating samurai island, and now we're going to go on a grand adventure. Now get in the submarine. And I was like, okay, cool. We're just going full fantasy. There will be allegories to real life places and real life countries, just because it's easy, like an easy cultural shorthand to be like, here's the 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 Britain like people, and here's the whatever. And then it's actually just unironically Britain. Yep. I mean, yep. I feel Sounds like if it's right. a pirate show that's set in. Like, I'm going to defend the show for a bit from as far as the setting is concerned, because, like, I'm only going to use other pirate-related media. Um, I feel like yeah. if you didn't include, like, a huge naval trading power and then also we're trying to, like, keep it in a, a semi-realistic environment, um, kind of like an Indiana Jones or, like, an Uncharted, where they're, they're trying to chase the magic MacGuffin around to figure out, like, what the, yeah. the, the big mystery or what the treasure is then I think it makes sense because that's that's just how that's that's where pirates come from. They have to have like the British adversary. Yeah. Advers- like yeah. Naval, naval colonial powers because it's so it's so inherently linked. I mean, and plus it's further augmented by the fact that all the female pirates that are their adversaries in the show, they're actually female pirates in real life. Yeah. Like, all of their names like uh, what was it? 
Mary. Mary. Mary Reed and Anne Bonnie are the two that I remember because of FGO. Yeah, mm-hmm. I figured. <laughs> I did some extra research on all of their names. There's that very famous uh Chinese female pirate. Oh, Qingxi. Yeah. Yeah, Qingxi. Yeah, we talked about this, <laughs> I think, like months ago when this first came out. Uh, but yeah, they name dropped a bunch of female pirate names, which unironically has to coincide with British colonial power. Mm-hmm. But also, like, it is again that blending everybody up together because Mary Reed and Anne Bonnie were very much like sailing in the Atlantic kind of area, while Qingxi was one of the most notorious Chinese pirates ever. But if you'll notice, those two. <laughs> It, they're all in one ignoring boat. any chronological differences <laughs> geographically they're on opposite sides of the planet i'm like I, i'm gonna I mean, ignore Qingxi it doesn't even look chinese or remotely yeah. asian in the show herself she's uh, just yeah. a big buff person of color yeah not that i'm saying anything's bad about that particular character design but anyways um the but like to to i don't want to like counterpoint you too hard nick but i agree there should there needs to be like here's the big colonial naval power they didn't have to call it Britain, though. They could have just called it the Empire. <laughs> you know, that Britannia brings up a good point because a lot of other shows that do highlight the British Empire, like, for instance, what was it? Principal Princess? They don't actually Princess Principal. Use... They call oh, it, like, Britannia. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, sorry. It's uh, Princess Principal. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, so they call it a different name rather than straight up calling it Britain. <laughs> but, yeah, like, you know. Yeah. I don't know. It, it... They're, they're, like they were kind of tied to the real world and then they're like let's just use the real world references like they don't they don't use yeah. they don't use the british empire like at all really as like an allegory it's it's because i'm like the other thing to talk about is the fact that abel bluefield the guy who's chasing uh fen around as like as a primary antagonist that's way scarier than the regular pirates like yeah he he basically plays the same kind of role as like the guy from Pirates of the Caribbean without having like an actually interesting motivation. Like and he's also <laughs> no, he's... also the prince of, of Britain as well. Like he's Yeah. And like somehow he's just only in the one boat, like the whole time. And it's cause I, it's the really big, really nice boat. I I I don't know. I feel like they could have thrown a lot of force behind this if it was that important. But Yeah, uh, I feel like if he if he has that much influence, he should have had like a fleet rather than just one boat. Well, it is he a very was... He's considered the runt because That's he's true. like more physically weak. So all of this is his own obsession and just using a little bit of his money and power to go follow wherever Fina's mom went, quote unquote. But other than that, I think they just wanted to do that just to give him like a sad character backstory rather than flesh out anything political. So that we could so that we could pity him rather than him just being unironically yeah. I am the bad guy in big flashing letters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> gotta make him a much. tormented villain. I think the parts that I think that are more egregious, I think overall, that I kind of want to talk about with Fena is like how much agency they kind of strip away from Fena throughout the entire show. Oh, absolutely! And I think that's oh, what. The oh, whole at the very God. end, I, yeah. I, I think it's. I don't think it's correct to be like <laughs> go into the show being like, ah, oh, yes, I want this to be uh, Yona of the Dawn because it's a girl who cuts her hair and is on a quest with her giant ensemble of like soldier people um it's it's more than that but like it also funnily enough like isn't abel technically her cousin yes that's a weird parallel no wait no they are no they're related the the two of them the fina's mom and him are not related but her father Uh, is the king but her father is the king no her father her father 
Oh, I see. No, but yeah. she was wedded to the father. Yeah. She's but, a young but, bride. Yeah, but like her biological father was the king of England. Yeah. Yes. They're half yes. siblings. That's a weird yes. connection. They're somehow they're they're cousins and they're like but they don't realize it the whole time. The no they're they're half siblings. Why Japan do you do this? No, they're not Every half siblings. They they're not half siblings. Yeah, they're half siblings because their dad is the king. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. Woo. Sorry, I, I didn't pull up the tree. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. The fact that the fact that we even had this argument shows how like it gets briefly mentioned and then never picked up again. There's a lot of things that are like briefly mentioned and then never picked up again. Um, yeah, like what the yeah. fuck is the observer? I, I oh. <laughs> I, yeah. I know what it is. I know the what I, it is. But I know what I'm emphasizing is it was literally thrown out of left field. And I'm like, ah, yes, here's another typical Japanese concept where they ex- they basically mansplain themselves at the end of the episode saying, oh, yeah, we're a counterforce part of the world that just wants to see if you rather choose to destroy the world or if you want to save it. And I'm like, why is this repeating again in every single show that we watch? Why? It's so why? It went full, like, SMT kind of ending with, like, no actual <laughs> moral dilemmas at all oh, that much. would make you think, yeah. okay, Ningen is good or Ningen is bad. Like... <laughs> She talks yeah. to like ten people in the whole show, and it's like, I, I, she's just like, "Oh yeah, Fena, do you want to like recreate the world or Kill do everyone. nothing?" And I'm like, "I would be like, what are you talking about?" I was um, laughing because um, when that whole speech was going oh, on, gosh. the thing that popped into my head was uh, a YouTube video that's called like Evangelion if it was directed by Michael Bay. <laughs> There is, there is Ava, like, feeling is, like, I felt like it, like, the ending where they're, like, because, again, again, viewers are going to be so confused because we're going from a pirate adventure where she's trying to find her missing memory as well as find the clues that leads her from one island to another due to various reasons, only for it to culminate where they reach Eden and now she's got to choose for reasons that she's got to decide whether or not to destroy the world or or not. And I'm like, honestly, I should have realized it the moment they name drop Eden at the yeah. very beginning of the season. That was going to get super biblical because up to the point where they say, "Do you want to recreate the world or do you want to keep it as is?" But if you recreate the world, you only get to be with your one love on this floating arc. And I'm like, this is just the story of Adam and Eve, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, deadass. Yeah, it really it's is. like... But, like, they never gave any reason why she would pick no, the one. absolutely. It was like... That's the thing, is like... Yeah, the number of people she encountered is like, she has her band of, of merry men, and then she had a tussle with some pirates, and then all those weird, um... All the weird, uh... Soldier people. And that's like it! And then I guess yeah. like the nice person in Dresden, like the, the 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 people in Dresden. But like outside of that, she has like no contact. Like, and her life before that point had been kind of miserable because she had just been like locked in a tower in the prostitute she was a castle. Prostitute, yeah. She's about to get sold off too. Yeah, to to Kenjiro Tsuda actually. Cry. <laughs> I would have. That's just the joke. All right. Have you seen that YouTube video of Kenjiro Suda like saying those, like whispering those lines, like telling you to go to sleep? Those would make uh, my day, honestly. You're like, and I'm just laughing. (laughs) 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 I'm just laughing because um, (laughs) I'm just laughing because it reminds me of uh of the tweet that you sent that somebody replied to the girl Taku post, which is like sometimes you just have to accept that a bad person is voiced by a hot. Say you and you oh, just have to accept that that yeah, overrides any moral quandaries. 
So, so what I'm saying is like, so they give her the choice of, do you want to destroy the world? And like, the only reason why she, she could possibly destroy the world and remake it is if somehow she decides to do her own thing, all of her like, uh, one dimensional companions that she's traveled with could possibly die in the future in a crazy battle, which again, they've, they presented them as like incredibly adept warriors that slaughtered literally everyone, including, like, at that very moment in the climax, they were, like, busy slaughtering a full British battalion. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, so people. I'm like, you know, yeah. they, I think yeah, they got so themselves handled, you know what I mean? It's like... Uh... It's ironic because there's seven of them. Oh, so it yeah. makes you think, yeah. Yeah, like, none like of them the, died. The like, there was, there was, like, the twins that... I kept thinking of Aura in High School Host Club. <laughs> because I'm like, every every anime twin has to act like Fred and George, or whatever the two names are from from Oren. That's from yeah. Harry Potter, my dude. No, I know, but, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's, like, identical twin, twins any, that any have twins to have basically to be finish their sentence. There you go. Oh, got it. Okay, thanks. Memory's coming back. Um... Oh god, memory's coming the, back. The companions no. are flat. I, I actually thought that like Shitan like was kind of interesting because again, going back to the world building of things that like happened that they like never did anything with that I was incredibly confused by was one of the conflicts is that when Fena gets kidnapped halfway through the point where they discover the coordinates to get to one of the treasures and they're like, okay. And then Shitan saying, okay, that was our mission. Uh, we can just leave now. And the other, the other. That was a pirates, good conflict. Yeah. The other, the other companions are like, yo, that's our friend, dude. And he's like, uh, no. Also, I, I told our floating island friends and they're sending the most beefy samurai right now to get the information. <laughs> can't even show up. can't even show up. <laughs> Until the very end. And they're yeah. like, Oh, okay. The beefy guy who could totally kill all of us uh, is going to show up, and we need to go. And if we save Fena, we're deserters, which means we'll be enemies of the state forever. Um, and so they just eventually, after much conflict, they choose to save Fena, um, knowing that they've basically damned themselves to being hunted by like the most insane samurai ever, and he never, and never shows see, up. He never shows up. <laughs> In fact, he shows up at the very end yeah, and is like, I oh, you got the, the sword. End. I skimmed it. The moment oh. I saw Fena's they, hair turn black, I'm like, that's it. I'm not watching this they, anymore. They spent like 10 seconds. Like they, they did not get killed by the by their by their home, even though they were deserting. Because in the they whole the mad rush, they found the sword, which is their personal MacGuffin that they've been looking for, which is their country's oh. whole life mission. And oh, so, that was the reason why. Yeah, so like I, off screen, there's a conversation probably where Kay shows up being like, well, okay, I'm here to kill y'all. And we're like, no, 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 bro, bro, bro. We, we got the sword. We got the sword. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. And like, because they built it like Yukimaru was going to have to like get strong enough to like fight Kay or something. Like, yeah, there, there was so much that I think could have happened. And one of the strong points at first of the show was that like a bunch of different groups all had similar but at ultimately different motivations like it's like we're cooperating but that's not because we're best friends it's because we both have like goals that are in roughly the same direction and there's a ton of cool storytelling and conflict that can come from that and none of it was developed 
and then the navy blows up the pirate ship with one of the biggest cannons i've ever seen which i will admit made me laugh that that sequence was cool when they just that was so cool like animation again the animation in this show is really (laughs) the super dimensional fortress macross version of pirates (laughs) just totally (laughs) annihilated them (laughs) when they just and the pirates just kind of accept it like the scene from pirates of caribbean where like the british guy gets blown up it's like the same energy we're like fire they're all surrounded by fire like i love that sequence it's such a good show. They well, not a good show. Sorry, it's su- it's such good. a pretty the looking show. Like sequence. the animation is good. I actually thought the story at that part was pretty cool. Like, I thought that was it all... was also very good. It was it actually just falls pretty good. Like it was not anything extraordinary, but it was basic enough that you said, "Okay, it's believable. I'll go along with it." It's similar story beats to a lot of other shows, but it's bearable. You know what yeah. to expect, and it delivered. And then. And then, yeah, it just derailed. So, so Agnes, on. you said you turned it off when, her, when Fenna's hair turned black at the very end. So, I actually, no, my brain turned off the moment after Abel died. Because <laughs> I thought Abel... <laughs> no, because I thought... Okay, the whole sequence between Abel and Helena could have been actually cut in half. Because it was a weird transition of, like, she was accepting his soul. And then now she's accepting his body. And now his body disappears. And that's when the observer appears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought to myself, okay, I my brain does not register this anymore. Goodbye. And so the whole time that I was ranting to you guys in text, I was also skipping through the episode. Mm-hmm. Like pressing oh my, my mouse to skip through. And I saw I saw flashing images out of the corner of my eyes because it's background music at that point. Flashing images of Fina's hair turning black. And I said, that's it. <laughs> I'm done with this show. Oh my and gosh. Immediately so, so you just tuned out like the entire Ava sequence, right? Because like... Yeah, I, I no, I like listened into a little bit of it. And then I got bored because it's just a similar sequence to a bunch of other shows that rip off of Eva. Yeah. Yeah, no, I There's so many anime shows that do the exact same formula. Save the world or you want to keep it living, or it's your choice. And it's like <laughs> it's so stupid. It feels so flat. It's very banal. There's no taste in it anymore. Mm-hmm. There's no sense of urgency. I'd like to to circle back real quick to uh Nick's comment about Fina having agency, which Oh god. Ha- like I, I was like, cool, you know, they put her in charge because she's got, like, the memories. It's like, that's cool. She decides where everybody goes. She, she, she is an active member of the decision-making process for, you know, the beginning and middle of the show. And then at the very end, the Observer is like, just kidding. All of this was set up. You had no choice. You were going to do it anyways. Uh, yeah. now that we've taken Now that we've taken away every single choice that you've ever made, because it's not really a choice, you were just playing along to a script... Now we're going to give you one choice, and it's the big dumb one that says, do we kill everybody or not? It's really dumb because Fina was set up in the very first episode in the trailer to be super spunky, very lively, and very dreamy to just leave the island. But they totally strip that away from her, make her the weakest female character in the show. You don't have to, like... Like you, like you said, James, you don't have to pick up the weapon like all the other characters do because her greatest arsenal is the memories to mm-hmm. unlock everything. But yeah, the fact that she has no agency by the end of the show is very strange. Doesn't make me want to root for her. In fact, I feel like Karin is a better main main character, mm-hmm. if anything. Karin's better also because she's voiced by Aoyuki. Mm-hmm. So. Oh yes, of course, Aoyuki. Nothing Fantastic. against Asami Seto, but... I, yeah, like <laughs> there was so much more personality in in, in people that aren't the main character. Yeah, I mean, pretty they, they much. Don't, they don't I really do. have much development either. But I think the fact is that like the show is like 
explicitly telling you like wow fen is such a strong character and like then also does these things like throughout the whole show that is like wait she's actually like incredibly weak not really well written and the show is saying like oh look how look like it, it just made me want to watch yona or something like, i just wanted to watch something with like a <laughs> you might as well just watch yona at like, that point someone driven by something that's not oh i guess i had all of the information in my head that just kind of comes out at the right moments and yeah. they couldn't you know what have been interesting is that if fena stood up for herself and was willing to let the navy kind of like lead her or letting her stay with them and then she kind of leads them to wherever the treasure is but mm -hmm. she basically sabotages them by giving them the wrong information to buy time for her samurai friends to save her but she doesn't really think that far she's like what 16 17 so she's really dumb it's like 15 yeah it, it was yeah, almost 15, like she was gonna right. do like the role that elizabeth swan does in pirates of the caribbean where it's like hey you want to oh. go to the magic because because again like so much of the setting is like ah uh, this is like indiana jones and pirates of the caribbean like kind of combined in like the most lazy I, i'm gonna call it lazy because it's like you've seen this Sounds before yeah. and like a lot of the things where you're like ah it's the puzzle that only one person can get past because we have oh my no God. idea. And she's like, wait, I've had the answers in my brain this whole time. La, 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 la. You know, the puzzles are really interesting in the halfway part of the show with the whole crystal thing. I wouldn't have guessed that they would use the crystal in that aspect. But then afterwards, yeah. it became a lot of the characters just kind of telling you she just remember how to do the dance the number yeah you're like oh oh i see like yeah arabic versus numeral and you're like you could have dropped there could have been more drops there could have been more hints dropped in the song itself and scattered throughout the story so that you could put it together rather than have the characters be like hmm yes numerals <laughs> hmm. every first yeah. letter of the song just says reverse the arabic numerals fena please or something like like, like and then it's like oh wait she actually knew the, the song the whole time that like gets the last part like yeah no it's just i i thought that was neat though that the, uh, speaking of the song though that like she remembered the melody but couldn't remember the lyrics and yuki mara's like you sang that damn song so much i have no choice but to memorize the lyrics here <laughs> yeah, that was, i thought that was dry neat. humor sells me though in the show yeah like of, of the crew i liked i liked yuki maru like I he wasn't he wasn't terrible his dry humor is actually more funny than him when he's trying to be in love with Fena. I, I yeah. think the one thing that kind of got annoying was like the the too, too much bonking on Fena. It was like, ah, she's so, like the joke is she's so annoying. He has to like bonk her on the head, which I'm kind of like, yeah. okay, that was, that was a surface level joke. And they kept doing it like yeah. four or five times. And I'm like, bro, this is why she has memory issues. Can you like chill <laughs> out, bro? Like... <laughs> Like, <laughs> no joke. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's the reason why she lost it in the first exactly. place. Exactly. Yeah. He bumped her a little bit too hard before she had to run off the boat and escape to Shangri-La. <laughs> yeah, it's like, can you, can you not, bro? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, it, it, it's a show that starts out really promising. Uh, one thing, though, I would like more pirates in Vina Pirate Princess. Like, when, when somebody's called the Pirate Princess, I was like, okay, cool. So she's going to be a pirate, right? I'm going to see, like, I, I expected, like, she's going to be a sheltered, whatever character. And then she's going to, by the end of it, she's going to be a badass that's, like, you know, taking names and kicking ass. Uh, like, being a pirate. And instead, it's uh, it's a road trip, but in a boat. 
Like they, the the only piracy that they, they, they don't do any piracy. They encounter no, pirates. Yeah, like no swashbuckling things. Like you, yeah, you're kind no swashbuckling, of expecting like no... running from the people or like yeah, there's the or, fights, which I like the fights. The fights were nice. Fights were nice. But I always feel like the part of every pirate story that makes it so interesting, something like some parts of Indiana Jones, is like where rogue characters are betraying each other for their own selfish reasons that so like at some points it's like okay once you get further into this mystery are they all going to stick together or are they going to betray each other for their own reason like why are they all banded together and they're all kind of just banded together because like like the main party doesn't have internal conflict besides um shiten being like afraid that like the super murder samurai is going to super murder them yeah, I mean, you get some, you get a little bit of conflict, I guess, between the navy and the pirates that they've contracted with, but that's you don't really care about them. Yeah, and like no. the 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 pirates exist to be to be a colorful cast of menacing characters, and then the 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 conflict between the navy and the pirates that leads to the pirate ship getting blown up is just to prove how cold hearted the navy is, so that they can be the real villains this time. But they're the villains um, every time, though. It's like <laughs> that's the thing. Like the secret ingredient is crime. That's that's like <laughs> the the is, is like crime. I want to see like a, a pirate show where like the navy is objectively good. You know, like yeah, and you have to root for terrible, terrible people. Yeah, it's like hey, they're the pirates are real bad, but the navy is good. Like yeah. I don't think that. You know, happens. I don't think I don't think that would ever happen because in the Japanese subconscious, the British were probably not good anyway. I mean, they basically destroyed China. So Japan goes in that whole industrial revolution of, yeah, we must protect ourselves from, you know, the Brits and the Americans. So I don't think there's ever a way that (laughs) they can portray the British or at least colonial British in a good light other than create in a cute girls do cute things anime where one girl's the gaijin who speaks English and she's like a quarter English. Happy this. Mm. She's a quarter English and she somehow still has blonde hair. Yeah, exactly. So that's like the only way Take a genetics class, please. Or like yeah. it has to be like on a small scale, like 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 how um because again I'm thinking of all the pirate and pirate related media now that I've watched this is like Master and Commander follows a a British captain on his one quest to find this one dude on a on a pirate boat somewhere I forget where it, the, the you the know they could have but the plot is small had so many yeah the plot is small they could have had a bunch of other pirate type adversaries like. The, the Spanish Armada fleet were menacing at this time period. You could the have Spanish privateers. Had control. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, oh, the yeah, pirates in the show were basically privateers, but, like... Yeah. We, I, I, we should have encountered more people on the ocean. Even nah, just, like, random... Even, even just randos. Like, the only boats we see are the submarine, the pirate ship, and the naval thing. Like, those are the only boats we ever see, like, on the high seas. It would be nice if they're, like, oh, look, a merchant ship. Or, oh, look, one of these. Like... Like just an encounter, give, give her like a wandering monster why she kind could of thing. Possibly think that all Ningen are corrupt, you know? Yeah, like it's like, like the drama goes down to that final choice. Slave traders, yeah, like some, some, oh, like all of this. Like, there's so many like things that you could draw from this setting that like they don't do, and like it makes that ultimate choice being like, wait, why is there even drama in this? This is like absolutely insane, and uh, like. Like we shouldn't have gotten to this point, but now that we're no, here, we why? Like, no, why is this have. drama in this point? Which kind of shows like there's almost like a disconnect in like the actual writing on um, the whole thing. Because, because again, like I thought from the beginning, it was kind of an interesting idea of like a noble child 
kind of learning to live rough, you know, because like it almost like because this goes back to the main theme where she, they, they say throughout the show, is she going to choose blue skies or is she going to choose stormy weather? And I thought that that was going to be like, is she going to choose to go back to a, a cushy life or is she going to live rough and rugged like for the rest of her life? Um, but they don't do that. And they were like, actually, let's do biblical stuff. Let's let's throw in Joan of Arc for good measure and let's throw in the Ark. Let's throw in the Ark of the Covenant, which is one of those random treasures they find in the treasure vault, as well as the Library of Alexandria. So they find the island of like every treasure of everything ever, like with no build up to that. Where I you didn't know if they were searching for treasure or something else, and like the scale got so big that I felt like the show was so interesting if it was in the beginning parts of just girl that's way out of her element figures out how to live a rugged life, but that's just not the show we got. Yeah. Unfortunately. There, there were several directions the show could have gone based on the beginning. And I think they picked the worst possible one. And so, yeah. um, it's so telling. Cause you, didn't you say like the social media presence kind of dropped from, even from like production IG once the last episode came out. Cause like. It started declining pretty rapidly. I think like around episode nine or ten, because by ten it was when they showed up on the island, mm-hmm. the the finally yeah. found the island of Eden, and they started throwing around a lot of historical terms and gold and treasures that all somehow converged on this island, like the Library of Alexandria. I'm like, okay, sure. Um, so I think at that point, a lot of people were just very confused, and production IG just decided not to talk about it. Well, it's just, yeah, exactly. It's, just... it's it's when the show stopped being a fun boat trip swashbuckling adventure and started getting weird. It felt like agreed. Yeah, like it felt like because this is only twelve episodes. It felt like they wrote this like for twenty six or fifty two episodes, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and it didn't. There was a lot of things I felt were so dropped and never mentioned again. Um, and it really shows towards the last couple episodes because I'm so good. It went like the stakes got raised way too high for what the story was even remotely demanding. Um, yeah. Um, one last thing. Uh, and this is because we were talking about how like the show jumps the shark. The, the fact that the platform with the stairs up to the magic Eden land is activated by her dancing reminds me of a scene from i think despicable me too when the <laughs> villain has to do the mexican hat dance on like no! a series of pressure plates in order to in order to access the secret lair and the fact that i associate <laughs> those two things together is the worst what? And it's not, no, it's i'm just not imagining Fina wearing like a sombrero and trying to do like tap dancing on the pressure plates I hate this she, shit. She reached inside. She's like, oh, this is my memories. I, I've always known how to do this. And you're like, what? I've always known how to dance like this. And when I was dancing as a child, uh, I was actually secretly preparing for when I was 15 and had longer legs and a and, greater and, stride. Yeah, and also your father told you everything you could ever figure out. And you'll always remember it at the, the And also your moments. father is Your father is also not real. <laughs> yeah, also yeah he's more like your keeper at that point. Yeah. Also the uh the uh the small child guy that was like the guy's He's also uh, your dad. He's also Cody? your Yeah, Cody. Cody is also your dad. <laughs> His name's Cody. I was like, that's the name during that period. Yeah. And Abel gets glowing red eyes. 
to be that was actually kind of cool. Red eyes. He was kind it of was like anger vision. <laughs> I love the glowing red eyes because it implied like he was seeing things differently. But I also wish that he had had more presence as opposed to just I swing sword really hard. Oops, there goes my arm. Yeah, I agree. I I my, Too much my only last thought I had was I love how the mother's name was Helena because I just keep thinking of like he's just of just Abel's arc is is just the guy from My Chemical Romance just constantly listening to, to Helena on blast. And I think <laughs> yeah. that totally fits with his character arc. And you know what's even dumber is that they use... So they talk about how... I'm just going to say one last quick thought because this is the thing that I found the most baffling after I did background research. So Fina's lineage is from Joan of Arc, right? Oh, and the only link that they had from that was from her mom. Her last name is Diz Amores which is actually based off of Jean de Moore's from history, who was supposed to be like a fraudulent Joan of Arc that was found by Joan of Arc's actual sons. And then at one point, she confessed to them that she had lied, and she ends up oh living God. together with like uh, a noble in the English countryside or something. And I'm just like, is that supposed to be the link of Fena? That's dumb. The fake one? The- That's right, you're descended from the real one with the last name of the fake one. Let's yeah, go. so it was very strange. I was like, okay, <laughs> the, the sure. Real, the real one went on to be like, you know what? Ningen are not corrupt. And then gets burned at the stake being like, oh, Ningen I've made a mistake. huge mistake. I really wish I was on the arc right now. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Anyway, I think our conclusions are uh, this show is really pretty. It's got a really good soundtrack and uh, a good first, like, six or seven episodes. And you can stop. You stop after that. Yep. After they blow up the uh, the the pirate ship, yeah, just stop right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the end of the story. <laughs> Keep in mind, I watched this I... like an hour ago, so I'm like still like <laughs> trying to process <laughs> things. I'm gonna wake up in the middle of the night, and be like, "Oh, geez, that happened, didn't oh, it?" Geez. Oh. <laughs> A thing that popped into my head actually at the very end because Yukimad is like, "I love you," and then like Fina's line is like, "I've been waiting such a long time to hear him say that." I was like, "All right, so do you have your memories?" Because you would not be saying, "I've waited such a long time to hear that," because you've all, like with your reset blank memories, you've only known the guy for like two months. I think she got her memories. Uh, the fact she that she bonked back. him back is like her one revenge bonk was like kind of indicative that she got oh she bonked him back yeah she bonked him back that's like as he said he was like i still do and she's just like bonk it's like oh jeez. okay it was it was way more romantic but it was more like if if a speedrunner did romance is kind of (laughs) (laughs) no please don't say that ever again that's what it was was like a speedrun anime it was like here's an emotional moment here's an emotional moment here here's an emotional moment. all right keep it moving keep it moving you're just like there's plenty more things to see on this trip yeah god curse um yeah so i would not recommend fina pirate princess nope no no i would recommend be the beginning like if you want to watch a show if you want to watch a show by the same creator Watch Be the Beginning Season 1. You will get a lot of the same flavor. You'll get a lot of the same, like, animation style, but the show will just be better. Mm. You might as well just call it Fina Pirate Princess Be the Beginning. <laughs> Fina the... Yeah. For this episode. Yeah. 
Oh gosh, I, I I I think I need to title things a little bit better because calling the bonus episode uh, "Welcome to Star Wars: Watch Redline." I don't think it, I think that was confusing to a lot of our audience because it didn't get as many listens as the usual episode does. Oh, maybe just edit that one, maybe yeah, just <laughs> if you can. The <sighs> no, the 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 bonus episode title is too good. I'm not changing it. It's also a bonus. All I'm just going to give a regular boring podcast title for this one. They'll have to listen to it to get the secret spice of us just having a good time and clowning around. Though that really is every podcast episode. Just boring, dry title, and then absolute clownery uh, going on inside. But anyway, thank you listeners so much for listening. Listen, listen, listen. Hey, listen. Um, please remember to follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts uh, and review us on any relevant platforms I was mentioning in an earlier like review us on, on Apple Podcasts and then uh, somebody was like James Spotify doesn't allow ratings and I was like I wasn't talking about Spotify I was talking about Apple Music or Apple Podcasts so if you can rate us please do um, if you are following us on Twitter, then interact with the tweets. Cause that's great. And fills me with joy. If you're not following us on Twitter yet, you should follow our podcast Twitter. It's at any trends underscore podcast. And you may as well follow at any trends as well, which is our, our kind of parent account. Um, you, that way you can stay up to date on whenever we release new episodes. Our editor is Bruno. Thank you so much, Bruno. Thank you, Bruno. Thank you, Bruno. Yeah, and we hope to see you all, or I guess not see you since this is all audio. Uh, We hope you'll join us for next episode. And with that, have a good morning, afternoon, day, whenever you're listening to this. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.